Hi everybody, I'm Bob Schneider. Welcome to the Song Club. I knew it was a bad idea to meet you, get my dear. I feel like that's probably the right length of that song at the beginning. I have I listen to this one podcast and they the intro music goes on for like way too long. And I always have to like fast forward it and then sometimes it'll be like shorter for some reason. And then sometimes it'll be like three minutes. Anyways, that's what you don't have to worry about. When you come to the song club, we got that shit taken care of for you. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to spend a lot of time thinking about it. You don't go, hmm, that could be shorter or longer. You're like, no, that's the right length. Anyways, you don't even think about that because it's one of those things. It's like a, a doorway. You just step through it and you're on your way. You're not like walking through a doorway and then you like, here's the only time you think about a doorway is when you're walking through it and you bump your head on the doorway because whoever made it made it for magic elves or leprechauns or hobbits and not regular human beings. And then you're like, uh, what the fuck is up with this door? Why is it so small? And then you're thinking about it. But again, that intro is like most doors to code. I know there's no podcast code, but if there was, we'd be to code for the intro. And we, I mean me, because there's nobody else here. It's just me, some weird, I bought these figurines online that are SpongeBob SquarePants and his friend, the Starfish. I don't know what his name is. Gary, maybe. Except they look like 45-year-old versions of them if they were humanoid. And uh, they're pretty creepy, but they're cool looking. And they're expensive because they're limited edition, like plastic dolls that you buy online. People collect them. And... uh, I don't know what they do with them. I think they hoard them. <clears throat> they hoard them in little secret dungeons or whatever, like toy dungeons. And then, I don't know, they look at, usually they keep them, they don't play with them. They keep them in the package so that they're ready to be traded and sold at some fair years from now where they'll make. Sometimes they can make hundreds of dollars because they go up in value. But here's what I don't give a fuck about. Making money off my weird Spongebob, adult Spongebob and adult. I'm getting that, guys. It's it's probably not Gary. It's something else. Probably. I think it's Gary. Gary sounds right. If it's not Gary, it's close. I'm not worried about making money off those guys. Here's what I'm worried about. Getting rid of this cough. My daughter gave me a cough that I don't know. At one point, a couple of days ago, I thought, well, this is it. This is how you die. If I was, if it was 1835, I wouldn't be making this podcast right now. Why? Because I'd be buried under or inside a fucking ancient burial ground. And I would be haunting you if you were standing above me in your new home. Uh, AKA. Poltergeist. Poltergeist 2019. Just bought a house being haunted by some dude named B. Schneds who died from a cold in 1836. Anyways, I made it through. Now I've got this cough that probably won't go away for like six years. And even right now, I feel like I need to cough. I'm going to do it. (coughs) God damn it. Maybe I'll edit those out. I feel like I need to edit those out. Uh, Maybe I'll just keep that one in, and then maybe in the future I'll just edit all the rest out. Because there will be more, trust me, before this episode's over. So, if you're a member of my Patreon club, you may have noticed that this week's song post 
came out on May 24th. May motherfucking 24th. Guess when it's supposed to come out? The first Tuesday. Oh, it's so hard to say the word Tuesday without using the word fucking in front of it. It's supposed to come out the first Tuesday of the month. Now, I have a crack team that's putting these up on Patreon for me. And they're great and they're wonderful. So I just give them the podcast when I'm spo- when I'm supposed to. I get my shit in on time, which usually is about seconds to minutes before the deadline to get it in so that it comes to you on the first Tuesday of every month, prompt and proper, the English motherfucking way. So that's what I did. And then, and I don't check my social media for shit, as you may have noticed, except but once a month when I check my <clears throat> Patreon to see if anybody has any questions answered or bschneidermanagement at gmail.com, which is where you can send me any questions or queries. Uh, that's bschneidermanagement.com. If you don't know how to spell my last name or the word management, may have a problem getting in touch with me. But here's the cool thing. If you can't spell either of those words, I probably don't want to answer your questions. Anyways, so at some point I just noticed somebody saying, hey, Bob, where's the podcast? And I was like, hmm, that's weird. And then I looked on my podcasts and I realized, oh, the podcast that's up is from March. And then I was like, hmm, let me look in available episodes. Oh, it's not there either. Oh, I guess it's not up. Because actually, you know what it was? Somebody tweeted at me. And for some reason, I I must have been, I don't know what, maybe I was like being held captive uh, for five days without, without any other options except for my Twitter. And I finally looked at my Twitter and saw, hey, where's the podcast? And I immediately was like, oh, it's online because it comes out the first Tuesday of every month. So uh, that's where it is. And then I looked and saw it wasn't. And then I was like, oh, by online, I mean not online. Until 24 days after the beginning of the month. Oh, my God. Have you ever, like, uh, it reminds me of, so... I was dating this girl. When I say dating this girl, I had just begun dating a girl. I might have been dating her for a couple of weeks. And I was going out on tour. This is in the early 90s. And my car at that time was a male Jeep. Now, a male Jeep, but not the male Jeep that you might see tooling around your neighborhood now. This was the earlies, early male Jeeps from the 70s. And what they did was the U.S. Postal Service would use these male Jeeps for 30,000 years, put 45 million miles on them, and then they would sell them for like literally 400 bucks. You could buy them from the U.S. Postal Service. Now, let me explain what these look like. So they were, it was a metal box with four wheels. There was a, the one that I bought had an eight track cassette uh, system, which was an AM FM radio with an eight track slot. You could put eight tracks in because when they made it, it was the seventies. And that was what people were listening to back then. If they were delivering the mail. Now it has one seat. It's on the right side so that the mail guy can drive up to your mailbox, put your mail in your thing without getting out of the car. Now it also has sliding steel doors that slide open on both sides. You can keep those open or closed your preference. I like to keep those things open because there's no air conditioning in there. There's no frills unless you want to consider that sweet, sweet A-track stereo system that was in there. I don't know what was stereo, but anyways, I had a cassette adapter, an A-track to cassette adapter is what I had in there at the time. So I could play my sweet cassettes. Uh, And that was it. 
as far as seating goes. One seat, there was no seat on the right side because the rest of the place was just all supposed to be filled up with mail. There were some wheel wells in the back that you could sit on if you wanted to. And then there was a, a little door that if you breathed on would pop open in the back and throw you to the ground to your death in the back. So that was, you know, if you were, if you were riding in the back of it and you hit even like, a, I don't know, the tiniest pebble, that would fly open and then you could possibly be tossed out into an oncoming car and die. So that was exciting. It was an adventure. So anyways, that's my car that I was driving at the time when I started dating mystery person. I have no idea who the person is. I can't think of their name. I can't even like, I'm trying to think of like what they look like. No idea. So I go on this little tour. I think it was to, I remember kind of where I went on tour. I think it was like Louisiana. I don't know. And I'm pretty sure we were like going out with soul hat maybe. Cause I do remember they were there when we got back or Bill Cassis was there. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I remember where I was living at the time. It was right next to Cain and Abel's, which may or may not be there. It's 24th and like Rio Grande on West Campus. That, there are many stories to tell about that place that I lived. But anyways, I lent her this car. That was real, it was a sketchy, sketchy ride. But she didn't have, she didn't have a car. And I was like, oh, here, here are the keys. Take my car. I'll just grab it when we get back uh, from tour. We'll be gone like three or four days. And she's like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. So we get back. We pull up to where I live, where the car is supposed to be. And we pull up and then we're unloading. And then I see my girlfriend, not girlfriend, date, chick I dated for a couple weeks up until that point, but no car. And I see her, I'm like, hey, uh, where's that car that I lent you? When I let, because you're here in the car. Car, no see, car. And she's like, oh, well, I was driving it on I-35. And then something weird happened and it went, bing, bong, bonk, and died Forever. And, uh, and I know what she was talking about. It had a bit of an oil leak. I guess I should have probably told her, Hey, keep an eye on the oil. Maybe put some oil in it every few days, which is what I used to do. I'll put about a quart of oil in it about once every week or two. And maybe it had been a week or two before it, since I'd put in some oil. And I guess what happened was it ran out of oil and then something happened where one of the things that moves inside the engine said, bye-bye, and fucking one flew over the cuckoo's nest out of the engine block and into the top of the hood. Whatever it was, I never saw that fucking car again. She had that shit towed somewhere, and I was like, well, that car is dead, and it will definitely cost more to repair than it will, buy, to be, will be than to buy a new one. So, and I'm not going to, because towing it to a place... Anyways, that car, I was, never saw the car again. And I was like, yeah, get out of here. Cause I can't now talk to you again, person who I lent the car to. So that's that story, which reminds me of my podcast, which I lent to somebody. I didn't lend it to him. I said, here's the podcast, please put it up online. And then three, three, three weeks and some change later is when it went up online, which is Paramount, par, tatamount, tatamount to me lending them my car and then the car dying and never seeing it again. Anyways, so hopefully this one will be out when it's supposed to be out at the beginning, the first Tuesday of the month. I hope to God that's the case. Because if not, then I'll be mm, not happy about that at all. So, but. I, I love the people that I work with. I'm sure they'll figure it out. I'm sure they don't want this to happen. I'm sure they feel bad about it. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they're losing sleep about it right now. They're probably not sleeping. They're tossing and turning because they're like, ah, oh, we let, we let our bro bro down. We let our bro bro be Schnidcroft 
down a little bit this month by not just double checking back and making sure it was up on the goddamn podcast. Now, I will say this to their defense. We did switch over the way we normally put the podcast up. We were putting it up on my site, but um, and then you could listen to it there. The problem with that was you couldn't easily rate and review the podcast, which is what I, I guess you guys need to do. So if you haven't rated the podcast, which is real easy, just press the rate button. That takes two seconds. If you put a review down, then that does something really cool. It sort of gives iTunes like a little bit of a boner or something. It's like sort of like if you were to, like if you were holding, like if iTunes was a giant dick and you were kind of holding it in one hand, in your left hand, and then you kind of reached underneath the balls with the other hand, that's the the rating. And then reviewing it is when you take your two middle fingers while you're cupping the balls and just kind of brush it lightly against the taint. Uh, it really does something special for iTunes if you do that. So nuzzle that taint by leaving a review. Uh, thank you. If you're a Patreon member, I know I got some new Patreon members this month. Uh, probably lost some too. Maybe lost some, maybe gained some. You gain some, you lose some. The cool thing is you'll get all the songs that I'm going to talk about on this song club which I should probably start doing at some point. And if you want, you can go back and download all the other two years of song club posts. So it's a great, at this point, if you're joining us now, it is a sweet, sweet deal. Uh, But thank you to the new members. Thank you to the old members. And if you're just listening to this on podcasts, because you're, you like to listen to podcasts. Hey, that's cool too. Uh, if that's the case, maybe, and if you like the podcast, and if you're still listening at this point, you like the podcast, then recommend it to a friend, and why not? Let's uh, let's uh, share let's share the joy of Bishnids to the world. Why not do it so that he doesn't kill himself when he gets real unhappy, which is some of the time. It's not all the time, but every once in a while I get real blue. But you know, that's part of the package. The package is Bishnitty. Part of the package is the left bottom corner. It's the soggy, black, depressed part that somebody left in the rain when he was a little chilled and it got all soggy and damp with mold. And that's part of the package. But I'm not in that part of the package all the time, just some of the time. Anyways, uh, let's listen to a new song. So this is a, a brand new song that I just wrote. And I've been in this thing where I, ha- I just feel like I haven't been writing any good songs, which is kind of where I'm at all the time, unless I've just written a good song. But I just wrote this song and I co-wrote it with uh, Matt, the electrician. Uh, he came over, we were hanging out. Um, just having some coffee, shooting the shit, catching up. And then he came into the studio and laid down some guitar, which was really cool. And then I wrote, uh, I wrote this song, um, to, uh, to the guitar that he laid down and I'm real happy with it. And, uh, let's listen to a little bit of it. It's called Thor. He likes to go to the karaoke. 
songs by his very favorite bands. He's got a minor drinking problem he has not addressed. He really does his best, but it's getting out of hand. So yeah, that's uh, that's like a long fade out there. Uh, yeah, so that's my new song, Thor, which I, I love. And I, I, I like it because it's there's definitely some autobiographical elements to it, um, which I like. It's about a dude who maybe was a little wilder when he was younger, and now he's settled down, and he's married and he's got a daughter, which I do have. And, uh, it's, I guess it's just about like, you are what you are, but then you try to like, at some point, maybe get a handle on that or just not just be a tornado your whole life, you know, like just try to, I don't know, cause less damage, cause less harm than good. And I feel like, uh, I'm that I'm at that point. I think I'm at that point, but you never know. I mean, who knows? But I, I think I'm causing way less damage than I am good. Uh, so, yeah, that's what that song's about. And like uh, a lot of songs, I tried to play it live and then realized, oh, that's kind of a hard key to sing it in live because it's pretty low and it's hard to project. So I changed the key. Uh, and made it so I sing it higher. This is the boring part. This is the boring part of the podcast where I'm explaining stuff. Like, uh, I changed the key of the song so I could sing it more better on live. And then, um, so I did that. And then I also like kind of wanted to rev it up a little bit just to give it a little more, more oomph when I play it with the band. So, once again, I made a, another recording of it uh, with a slightly different feel, which I'm also going to include um, this month in the uh, thing. But it's just an extra song. It's not one of the eight. So you'll get an extra song. Instead of eight, you'll get nine songs. So let's listen to just a smidge of that. So a family man Settled down in Milwaukee And he's got himself a wife and daughter He works for the bank of America He does it all for love And night he likes to go to the cabriole The funny thing about that song uh, as well is like, so Matthew electrician, you know, played the original guitar on it, but I swear to God, I like when I was just listening, especially that newer version, I feel like that's me trying to sound like Matthew electrician. Cause I kind of always do that when I'm writing a song, um, whatever kind of is the closest influence is kind of the accent I'll take or the attitude I'll take. And I definitely felt like I was trying to channel Matt, the electrician, when I wrote that song or something, uh, or just the way he sings, which if you're not familiar with Matt, you should check him out. He's amazing. He's, he's really one of the Austin, he's one of the top singer songwriters in Austin for sure. And, uh, you know, really anywhere, if you're in the top here, then you're, if I could make it there, I could make it in most of Texas or mostly in, I could definitely make it in Amarillo maybe, but not in Amarillo because who knows what they listen to there, but he's great. Uh, check him out. And he, if you're a, a longtime a fan of the Saxon pub Monday night shows. He, he played there with me for years and, uh, and uh, he's probably doing a residency somewhere now. I don't know. He travels all over the world. He gets around. He like does these Danish 
he he does a lot of overseas stuff. He's very popular overseas. He's he's just an incredibly talented guy and a wonderful guy. And uh, has a wonderful family and uh, true blue, true blue, Matt, the electrician. So that's a brand new one. And I will say this, when I write a song that I, that I really am proud of, like that one, oh, I'm telling you, it's such a relief. Now, I haven't written a song since then. I got to write a song this week. And oh, no, no, I did write a song since then. So I have a newer song, um, and it's not as good, but it's okay. And because I just wrote a, a pretty good song that I'm happy with, I don't have a lot of expectations. But now if next week I don't write a, a song that's that good and the week after, which is what's going to happen, probably, you never know, or I might write a good one. I'm always hoping to write a good one. It's like fishing. You want to catch a big fish, but you know. After you've caught a big fish, if you catch kind of a smaller fish, you're like, ah, I just caught a big fish. It's no big deal. I can catch big fish. I'm not worried about it. But then when a month goes by or two months or three months and you haven't caught a big fish, you're like, oh, I'm never going to catch another big fish. So, but let's listen to the brand new song that I just wrote. This one's called Still Got a Ways to Go. Uh, How did I write it? Well, I... Just wrote it. Um, what was the 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 phrase for the week? Because this, you know, all all of the songs that I write, I write as part of the song club. And the song club, right now, it's just a few of, of some friends of mine who are songwriters. I, I keep it really small. And every once in a while, people will be like, "Hey, Bob, I want to be part of your song club," and I don't ever put any new people in the song club because it can get, it can get really out of hand. Uh, it's done that in the past. It got to the point one time where there was like, I think 27 songwriters in the song club and I would just get blasted by, you know, 27 songs each week in my, in my, uh, email. And I just wasn't listening to any of them. And, and I just shut it down. And now I have just a very small manageable group and I don't want to add any more people. So what I always tell people when they want to join this one is like, just start your own. It's super easy to do. And you only need one other person to do it. And what you do is you just come, I come up with a phrase, send it to the tiny group. They all write their songs, send them to me. And it just makes me accountable each week to write a song. And I actually just did it with a a buddy of mine uh, for painting because I've been wanting to oil paint for a while now. Uh, I took a oil painting workshop a couple of years ago and then never oil painted since then. I do a lot of collage, but I've been wanting to do it. And then I was talking to another artist friend of mine and, and he does paint, but he hadn't been painting either. And I was like, well, why don't we do this? Let's challenge ourselves to do a painting every week. We'll make it due on Friday for 12 weeks. And then I know in three months we're going to have 12 paintings. And I've been doing that now for the last month for the last four weeks. And I've got four oil paintings now that I wouldn't have. So if you're interested in songwriting and it's fun to do, especially it's like golf, especially if you don't care about your score, it's so much fun. And I don't care about my score most of the time when I'm writing, I, I care about it afterwards in terms of, can I use this song in my live shows? Um, And if I can, like that Thor song, then I get really excited about it. But if I can't, I can't. I've got plenty of songs. I'm not that worried about it. But really the fun in writing songs is just have fun. Like be silly. Don't try to write Bridge Over Troubled Waters. Don't try to write uh, Somewhere Over the Rainbow, you know? Even the guys who wrote those songs weren't trying to write those songs. They were just trying to write a song. Just write a song and do it with your friends. Do it with your friends who aren't songwriters or barely are songwriters or, you know, any level that you are, find some people that are at the same level and form your own little song club and do it. And it's fun. And just do it, make it once a week and, and uh, be strict about it. Say, Hey, look, if you don't turn in your song, you're out of the group. And I did that for years and it works. It makes people turn in songs. And, uh, really the only reason I do is to kick my own butt because 
I'm lazy. That's why I read iTunes. I, all my books are on iBook because I don't like to turn the page. That's how lazy I am. I don't want to turn that page. It's a lot of work. I just want to just apply a light pressure to the screen and have it turn the page for me. Like I'm a goddamn 17th century king and I've got a little naked uh, <laughs> a little naked uh, panda bear that I've, that's been trained to turn the pages for me and also to feed me grapes. And then also to fucking maul me when it gets big and realizes it's a fucking panda bear. And it realizes... I'm going to kill you, bitch, for making me turn all your fucking pages and feed you these motherfucking grapes. And you've been feeding me the wrong shit. I just want some fresh, subtle bamboo leaves. I don't want your goddamn ribs and shit that you're paying. I'm a goddamn vegetarian motherfucker. And now I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you, King. King Schnittle Diddy. I'm going to kill you, Schnittle you King, bitch. All right, that's my impression of a panda bear. Uh, all right, so here's the brand new song that I just wrote. It's called Still Got a Ways to Go. I got an amazing guitar. I've come so far. I'm a rock and roll star. That's right, I set the motherfucking bar. I got a million in the bank. I got a god I'd like to thank. I got a house up on the hill. Got a damn view to a kill. I got people on my dick all day. Jumping, doing tricks, and they like to say, telling me that I'm cool. Let me act the fool. Hey, 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 Still got a ways to go. to go Got so much shit I don't know what to do with it So much herb in the trunk Swear to God it's like I hit a skunk Got a hit on the radio I got a fan on the rodeo Got his own sports team, bro I'm colder than a fistful of snow Still got a ways to go Still got a ways to go. Whew. I'm rubbing elbows with the gods. Oh, yeah. Rubbing elbows with the gods. Mm, yeah. Mm, oh, yeah. I'm doing it. Boom, boom. That sounds like some hip hop. That sounds like some trip hop rap. That sounds like some trip hop hip hop from the 90s to me. Like, I just think that's like what I was listening to in the 90s. And I was just like, ah, oh, this is the shit. It's so smooth and sounds so thick, thick and smooth. That's the way I want my hip hop. Chilled back, laid back, chill, trip hop. Man, I used to listen to a lot of trip hop back in the day, back in my dating days. I call those my dating days in the 90s. I had that band, The Scabs, and we'd play every Tuesday night at Antone's in Austin, Texas, and it was the place to be. Lots of celebrities hanging out, lots of strippers, lots of sorority girls, lots of waitresses. <clears throat> it was snapping in. And, uh, and the dudes were like, found out that that's where all those people were. And they were like, oh, that's where we're going. And they wanted to be like, uh, Fuck that guy on stage because he's on stage and we're not. So we're going to snap all this stuff up. And then when the show's over, the only people that will be left are some crazy ass drunk ladies, which is fine with me. I didn't give a shit because I was like, ladies, let's go back to my house and listen to some of this laid back trip. And then be like. What's your old name again? Don't worry about it. Listen to this. Black Jesus. 
<laughs> like, uh, man, I'm, I can't even tell you how glad I am that the nineties aren't around. I don't know if you, anybody watches, I'm sure everybody watches Portlandia, but the intro music to Portlandia, every time I hear it, I'm back in the nineties. Like something about that music just makes me think of Austin, Texas, going down to sixth street, uh, or riding around on my bike. Cause that's the way I would get around back in those days. Cause I was drinking and, uh, you could drink and ride your bike and not get arrested. So yeah, that intro to Portlander reminds me of the early nineties in, in a weird way that brings back a lot of feelings. So let's listen to one more song. So that song Thor, the, the, the phrase was high in the sky, but you won't hear that song, that phrase anywhere in the song. I just kind of wedged it in at the very end and then sent it to the group and then went back and took the phrase out. And I do that sometimes if it just doesn't fit in the song. Um, uh, and I got to turn in a song with the phrase. So, uh, the phrase was high in the sky. This, this actually is what I wrote for, uh, for that phrase. And I thought this thing turned out pretty good. Uh, this song, and then again, tried to play it live and I, it is weird. I'll write songs that I really love, uh, maybe because they're different or something. And then I'll realize, uh, it's the reason I loved it is just cause it's different. And, and what I was trying to do actually, when I wrote this song is I was trying to write that what is it? The high road, the horse road, the, the song that's a huge hit right now uh, for Lil Nas. I heard that song. My son played it for me. And I was like, how is this song a hit? Not just a hit. How is this song the number one song in America right now? Because it just seems so like simple and good. I mean, I, I didn't mind it at all, but it's a little bit, it was like so simple. I was like, ah, the fact that it was, it was just remarkable to me. So I'm like, I'm going to write like a simple song and, and just like when I hear a song that I find interesting, like, like that, I'll, uh, I'll kind of try to copy it. Or sometimes if I go see a band live and and they're doing something interesting, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go home and try to write something like that. And I can't really write it exactly like that. So it turns out different enough to where if I like the song, I can kind of even disguise it more by like going even further away from kind of what the original sort of inspiration was for it. So anyways, that's where this song is kind of coming from. Uh, but yeah, let's check it out. This is called High in the Sky. sometimes yeah you may have noticed that I had that uh that was my uh bamboo I was using my <laughs> bamboo I was using my panda uh my little baby panda uh narrator on that song 
I'll make you cry sometimes if you don't feed me the right shit, bitch. Just do a little research and find out what you're supposed to feed a panda. It's baby bamboo shoots, bitch. It ain't ribs. Don't give me no more ribs. I'm a vegetarian. I'm a panda. I live in the woods. I don't live in a fucking barbecue joint. Uh, so that was high in the sky. And then, uh, I don't know, man, I got, I got some songs that I wrote before that where I was like literally at the end of my rope as a songwriter. I was like, well, I guess I'm never going to write another good song. Never. I'm done. So let's listen to this. This is, this is me writing a song where I'm like, fuck it. Why just, why not just give up writing? Why not just give up? Because I'm never going to write another fucking good song. And this is what you get. This is me pretty much at the end of my rope. So this is uh, from two weeks ago. It's called uh, History 101. future i'm a million years in the future thinking about like everybody all humans have died and then it's just bugs have evolved into like you know sentient full you know like you know like humanoids like they're the size of humans but they're bugs and then that's who i'm hanging out with in that song and that's just me hanging out in paradise by the way that's me hanging out in the safest time in the history of man, in one of the nicest places in the world, the hill country, uh, with the most beautiful daughter, the most beautiful son, the most beautiful wife, in the most beautiful city, getting to play for the coolest, nicest, sweetest fans, uh, being able to eat most delicious ribs and that's where I'm at because I haven't written a good song in a couple minutes oh my god uh, I got some real serious problems alright um, let me answer some e- let me answer some emails and there weren't a lot of emails other than where's the fucking podcast motherfucker got a lot of those Got a lot of those. Got a lot of those. Dave Roycroft commented on your post. The Song Club podcast is my favorite podcast. It truly makes me anticipate the beginning of each month, does it? How about almost the end of each month? Love the insight behind each song. Thanks, Dave. Sorry it took so fucking long for the podcast to get out there. BJ Flame posted birthday request for my birthday. Will you sing a cover of Brandy by the Looking Glass on the Monday Night Saxon live stream? Then rip your shirt off and yell at she's just here for the beard. Okay. I figure I should start high with my request, then negotiate down to the cover song. LOL. Love your music, Bob. You're an amazing songwriter. Just start with that. And maybe end with that. So if you don't want to do the cover, I trust you can write a better version anyway. Thanks, BJ Flame. But maybe I'll do the other thing. Here's what I'll never do. By the way, 
unless things change drastically for me in this body that I'm wearing, which I can't imagine. Because even when I had, even when the body I was wearing was tight and right, actually when it was tight and right, I did take my shirt off a few times on stage. But even then I was crazy uncomfortable. Here's what's not going to happen anytime soon. Me ripping my shirt off because God damn it. Nobody wants that trust. Nobody wants that. Christopher Pixley posted, please give me, give me, give me the money onion. You got it. It's actually out on my record. I have seen the end of the world and it looks like this. I think that's on Spotify. I think it is. It's definitely on iTunes. I think it's out there. The money onion is out there. Uh, I don't, I may have even put it on this show. I may have even put it on the thing at some point. I don't know. But I'm glad you like that song because I love the Money Onion as well. Haldy commented, I love this podcast and the songs and the rambling. Several episodes ago, Bob was talking about swearing. God damn it, she writes. Hmm, going to hell. And mused about why it shouldn't just be Bob damn it instead. So now when I swear, I just can't help it. Bob damn it comes out. You might want to not do that, though. That is a T-shirt I would buy. That is a T-shirt you should probably make then. Because I probably can't imagine making that T-shirt myself. Because it doesn't make me feel good when I hear it. But I do appreciate your... (laughs) I do appreciate you... Loving the podcast. Thank you so much. That means a lot to me. And so I'm going to, and I'm not going to go on. I'm just going to say thank you because I do appreciate it. I really, I do. I'm at a point now in my life where I'm like, man, if anybody wants to listen to this dude ramble or come see me play live, um, thank you because I love what I do. I really do. And I'm telling you, I put myself through the ringer trying to write some shit. Like I said, I mean, you just heard it on that last song. I mean, that's where I get. If I don't write anything good in a while, that's where I'm at. So I love it. And I love you guys. Thank you. Uh, Jared Linham writes, hey, Bob, Trash is such an amazing song. The power in your voice is magical in it. What about a demo for it? Looking forward to buying the book of poems. Thanks again for creating true art in so many forms. Wow. That's so nice. Thanks, Jared. I appreciate it. Uh, I will add it to the list. I do have uh, a a bit of a list. There's probably like 10 songs that people have requested. So I'm going to get to them as I can. can. Uh, I have one this week, in fact, from Dia Strom. Dia Strom. Dia Strom. She requested the original demo for Moonsong. So Moonsong came out on my first album, Lonely Land. So, I mean, that came out in, uh, we recorded that album in 99. So I wrote that song probably in early 99 or late 98. And at the time I was using um, probably like a four track machine. Maybe I was starting to use the computer at the time. Anyways, my demos were... My, my recordings, uh, when I was writing some were pretty rudimentary and, um, but let's check it out. Here it is. Here's the original demo for Moonsong from the nineties. Uh, the sun's
man, that's some happening guitar. That's me just playing that guitar like I was like uh, in La Tribu or some shit like that. Damn, son. I don't know how to play guitar. But uh, every once in a while, I'll just play some guitar and be like, here you go. I can't play like that. I'm telling you, man. I've done some stuff where I'm like, I don't know where it comes from. I know where it comes from. It comes from subconscious, from intuition, from just getting lucky. You know, I I know where it comes from. People, it's funny. I used to do this thing too, where I'd be like, oh, I feel like I'm channeling some shit because it feels like you're channeling stuff because so much of it's not conscious. So much of it's subconscious. It's part of your brain that you can't consciously recognize, but it's all from stuff that you've heard and seen, but it's not coming from, you know, like the how are you doing? I am fine. I am wearing a polyester suit or what the fuck, you know, whatever it is, like it's coming from the part of your brain. It's soaking through everything. And then these drops are coming out at the, at the bottom. You're like, I don't know where the drops are coming from. They're coming from that old oozy ass fucking brain up in your goddamn noggin bitch. But uh, I'll hear that some like that guitar playing on that moon song. And the other thing, man, I was hitting some notes. Pitch. We don't need no pitch. 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 I don't need no pitch, bitch. I'll do what I want. I'll sing what I want. I'll sing the notes I want. I'll get Bulgarian women's choir up in this bitch, which is what I did. We got Bulgarian women's choir. I was using those fine, fine semi notes in between the notes. Uh, here's another, uh, request for a song, uh, by Clyde Kaplan, one in the original demo of peaches. Now we'll say this. I love this demo of peaches. And it was, it was, a, it was a demo that when I went into the studio to record the, the record, I think peaches is on, uh, is it on perfect day? Some perfect day or lovely creatures. I'm not sure. Uh, you know, I had an idea that this was going to be such a great track in the studio. And every time I've gone into the studio with the idea that, oh, this is going to be like killer. Like I could see how this could really be a great like pop song, like a radio song. It never works. Like it always misses the mark. And I don't know why that is like, cause maybe we're overthinking it too much or getting too heavy handed with it. Just not letting it be what it needs to be. I don't know. But anyways, I, I love, I love this demo and I love how janky it is. Um, it's just me kind of doing a human beatbox for the beat, which is, I'm not good at that, but let's check it out. Here's the original demo for peaches. I love you like peaches. You're as sweet as can be. I love you like peaches. You got me up in the tree. Where we'll meet y'all up. But not spill the drop. Like a blue sky on a beautiful day. I love you like a blue sky. Hey, what can I say? I just want you above me. I want you to love. I was, I never think of it as me uh, singing those songs. Like I'm always like using a slightly different accent, slightly, slightly different 
voice. Um, and I, so I, I always think of me when I'm singing those songs, it's almost like I'm an actor or something and I'm do, playing a part. And I love that character in that song. Like he just sounds so like wanting to be loved, but so like disconnected from himself and from others. And he's just like, I love you like peaches. You're sweet as can be. I love you like a blue sky. I want you above me. I want you to love me. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> so, but all that I feel like gets lost in the studio version, which, you know, the studio version, there's a lot of cool things about it and there's some great playing on it, but that sort of, you know, that guy's personality gets lost. And that happens a lot, unfortunately, in the studio. Uh, and and I think it's uh, I think it's a good thing because sometimes the songs where they're uh, influenced a little too they're a little heavy handed and that was one of my concerns when I started doing this song club was like well, do I want to let people in on kind of where these songs come from because you're a much more able to see kind of where this music comes from in this stage and it's it's always more disguised in the studio because I've had time to play play with it and it has become more and more kind of its own thing playing it live and then when it comes out hopefully it's just different and it doesn't sound like what it originally kind of wanted to be and that's not the case with these demos but you know what the fuck you know you guys are cool so i'm letting you in on the secret so there you go (coughs) ah there it is, that cough. Man, I hope this cough isn't that kind. I had a cough a few years ago after I went to Scotland that I had for six months. And I was like, oh, I got AIDS for sure when I was in Scotland because I made out with some Scottish chick. I don't know if you've ever made out with Scottish chick, but chances of getting AIDS after making out with a Scottish chick are about somewhere between 75 and 85%. And... uh I think just from the accent, I think you can get AIDS from the thick Scottish Scottish Like, this is the way this chick sounded like, hey, how are you doing? You want to hang out for a bit now that I just played that show? Do that shit off. Do that shit. I'm like, mmm, sexy. And then next thing I know, I'm like, <coughs> Going to my doctor going, I'm pretty sure I've got AIDS. I've had this cough for a couple of weeks now. And he's like, you don't have AIDS from a Scottish accent. And I'm like, well, just double check. Run the tests. He ran the tests. And he's like, you don't have AIDS. But you do have an upper respiratory infection. And I had it for six months. So for six months, I'd be playing shows and I'd have to cough the whole time. And it, this feels the same way. So... Ah, I hope that's not what it is. Damn it. Anyways, my daughter had it. She had a cough for like a month. So I think I got the same thing. And now my wife woke up this morning and she's got it, I think, too. She's like, oh, my throat hurts. I'm like, oh, God, I hope you don't. Probably got what I just got. I'm not happy about it. Uh, But then I kind of do hope she got it because then... Cause I've been like being a baby and she's like, you suck. You, you're, you can't handle shit. And I'm like, Oh, I hope she get, I hope she's got exactly what I've just had for the last five days. Cause she'll be doing it. And I'll be like, how's it feel? How's it fucking feel? I know. And I'll be like, what can I do for you? Because why? Because I'm nice. Super nice. That's why. Uh, It's better to be nice than to be vindictive and shitty. That's the way. That's my motto. Better to be nice than vindictive and shit. Let's listen to another song. I got, we're we're already at the hour mark, so I got to shut this down pretty soon here. Uh, I got two more songs. Uh, this is a song I wrote last month called The Lies. I thought I'd posted it. 
Um, but maybe I didn't. So let's check it out. It's called The Lies. Yeah, them lies. People like to believe them lies. I like them lies. If them lies are like, mm, I love your eyes. I love them lies. If they're like, mm, those some skinny thighs. I'm like, mm, I love them lies. If they're like, wise, oh wise. <laughs> You're so wise. I love them lies. But if they're like, why is he such a dick? I'm like, mm, is that a lie? What? What happened? All right, we're we're at the end. We're at the end here. We're it's over an hour. I hope you enjoyed yourself. Uh, thanks for sticking around. Thanks for being part of my Patreon song club. If you're not part of it, it's easy to do. Just go to Patreon.com/backslash Bob Schneider and join today. You decide what you want to join at. You can uh, you can join for as little as like I think five bucks a month is the least amount. It doesn't matter. Uh, And then you get all these songs that you've heard on the podcast before anybody, not before anybody gets them. You're the only people that get them. Nobody else gets them. Uh, Then I take this money and I use it to go into the studio and record with real musicians and make these songs sound real nice. So, because that's a real costly thing and you can't do it anymore unless you get in bed with a record company, which I'd love to do, but that's harder and harder to do because there's a little to no money in the music business other than going and playing live and begging for tokens and trinkets from live people, which I love to do, by the way. And I hope you come out and see me on the road. I've got a bunch of shows coming out on the West Coast in... July, I'll be all up and down the West Coast um, with the band. Um, I've got some shows coming up next week uh, in the Midwest. I think I'm going to be up in Chicago and around that area with the band as well, uh, coming down to St. Louis maybe. So come join us uh, and listen to these songs live, listen to them with the band and me. Um, Again, if you haven't done it, it really will be helpful if you could... Just rate and review. Rate and review. Left hand on the shaft, right hand on the balls. So, uh, okay. And with that in mind, let me leave you with this last song. This is uh, this is from a few weeks ago. It's called uh, Mr. Smorgasbord. Mr. Smorgasbord. I started writing this song in the car with my four-year-old. I was trying to make her laugh. And uh, I would have never written this song if she wasn't in the car. And uh, and um, I'm glad I wrote it. Uh, so let's check it out. And uh, this will be it. Uh, until next time, take care. Peace.
Mr. Smorgasbogas lost his mind When his wife went missing It was a bad sign He'll come open the door In the middle of the night Sing you a song And squeeze you tight He's out on the lawn With his mind half gone Dancing his ass off And singing his songs His hands are so soft And long like a spider He's like a gold the blue because he's got the heaviest face in the world he'll turn your heart into a scared little squirrel he's got a shirt that's Nancy yellow it's an officer in the French brigade he likes hula hoops and gravy With a glass of lemonade His hair's not naturally curly But he often likes to wear it that way His answer Remember, to get this song and all the songs you've heard on today's podcast Go to www.patreon.com That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com Backslash Bob Schneider And join my song club today And I look forward to meeting up with you again soon here in the Song Club.